Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. I'm the crypto coach, Blockchain Wayne. Today we're joined by Danny. Danny is the head of partnerships at SecuX. Uh, SecuX is a hardware wallet company. So Danny, thanks for joining us today uh, to talk about you know SecuX, yourself, and also some really cool things about hardware wallets. Yeah, thank you for having me, Wayne. Yeah, well SecuX, the company started in 2018, so now it has been five years. And throughout the years, we invent different hardware wallet. We first come up with the uh, crypto hardware wallet, and last year we came up with uh, NFT hardware wallet, along with the C phrase wallet as well. So we pretty much cover everything that's uh, going to secure your uh, digital assets throughout the years. Awesome, awesome. You know, I've used the SecuX. Uh, wallet and we'll jump into SecuX in a minute maybe go a little bit deeper into what that is and also some basics around hardware wallets but tell us a little bit about yourself your back I know I introduced you as a head of partnerships but tell us your background man and what got you into this space oh yeah of course uh, I've always been in tech industry and then when I look at blockchain I think first time when I look at it was 2017 and that's when people still uh, trying to mine cryptos right and then i try to be like one of those to do that I was thinking about this technology and then eventually a uh, few years back and then i got a chance to see uh their startup in taiwan actually and then producing you know hardware wallets i'm thinking about well this is definitely blockchain is going to change a lot of things how people actually uh use their assets they uh, when it comes to self custody, right? So I was like, okay, since I'm always in tech and I like, you know, to stay up to date when it comes to that space in that industry, I was like, okay, I want to uh, join this space, yeah, to learn something too. Awesome. So you said you did a little bit of mining. Well, well, I kind of tried it for a little bit, but back in the days, 2017, it was so hard to get a GPU. Yeah, not. Yeah. Asking mining was not even possible. Yeah, it was pretty hard too. Yeah, yeah, definitely made it hard. I'm sure gamers are happy now; they can get GPUs easily, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. So let's let's jump into SecuX. Let's uh, tell us a little. I mean, you mentioned a little bit. SecuX has hardware wallets, NFT wallets. Um, what makes it different for the user experience? Just say hardware wallet, the hardware wallet. Not really to talk bad about any other any other products that are out there, but what makes SecuX hardware wallets different? Okay, well, well, first of all, our hardware wallet comes with a large touch screen. So how we design it is, is I'm sure that people use most of us. Okay, use yeah. a smartphone. So you get used to how you navigate everything and then how we design it is actually how you navigate your cell phone pretty much just like that. And then for that and then learning curve to adopt a new device and that device is so important to hold on to your assets, right? So learning curve is shortened to nearly minimal. So that's what makes us different for uh, not only stand out from other brands or easier for newcomers to adopt uh, what three blockchain yeah absolutely yeah i mean we're all used to, you're right we're used to using smartphones um using some of the other hardware wallets reminds me of trying to back in the day when we used to have to text on a flip phone 
you know, you had to hit that number like four times just to get the right letter you needed. Uh, so uh, definitely, definitely makes it a whole lot easier. In fact, you know, I uh, I represent, you know, I've got my oh, thank you so SecuX right that. there. Yeah, I love it. And, and, you know, it's got the field protocol integrated into it, which is another feature. And that's what I love about you guys. You saw you focus on simplicity of ease of use. And so FIO was just a perfect fit to have it in there. So people, it takes a lot of pressure out of sending and receiving from, from the hardware wallet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What, what we see is we, a lot of times we come across like, uh, our users sending an email asking about if they send to the address correctly and then what happened to the transactions. Sometimes, we realize that the the address is just receiving address. It's just too long. It's impossible for right. to, to remember that. Yeah. So, well, that that's why a fuel crypto handle comes really handy when it comes to that, right? So, send and receive. You just request that, and then that's pretty yeah. much the name you want in the domain. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that that's one of the things that uh, I think is a pain point for people. Because even even if you've been in the space a while and you're not using a handle, if you're sending a, a large amount, it's still kind of stressful when you copy and paste that wallet address to make sure everything matches and really till it gets there. And, and one of the things we've heard a lot of, and I've heard over the years when you're going to send a decent amount of crypto uh, prior to using FIO handles was, oh, just do a test send. You know, do a test send of a few dollars, make sure it gets there and then you can send the rest. And... Uh, Man, back in, I know definitely in, in 2021, uh, 20, early 22, that wasn't really feasible because Ethereum gas, if you're sending anything on the ETH chain, man, the gas fees were like $50, $60 just for a test. Then. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. pretty different. Crazy, yeah, which is another pain point all in itself. But uh, yeah, I mean, sending the handles makes it easy. I realized long ago, though, I was talking to some, some people that have, supposedly been in the crypto for a couple of years and I was trying to explain to them what what FIO is and I realized that they didn't even understand the problem because they all kept all of their crypto on exchanges and we'll get to that talk more about that later as far as keeping crypto on exchanges but um, they, they, they you know they thought they'd been in crypto but they only been buying and selling on that one exchange so they never had to send it off of the exchange they didn't understand that problem and when people see that problem they understand it. i think that that's really was a friction point too talking about hardware wallets because it stops uh i know people that have bought hardware wallets and never set them up because they're too scared to transfer their stuff off you know it's not necessarily the device itself it's the fact that okay i've got to take these assets and send them somewhere else and they know when they look at that wa wallet address like god oh, this is complicated <laughs> yeah yeah cool so uh you know, let's give everybody a little bit of 101 around hardware because there's different types of wallets, right? There's the wallets that people have on exchanges, uh, centralized exchanges where they don't the the user doesn't really control the private keys. Then there's uh, hot wallets, right? Mobile wallets that allow people to take asset of their take ownership of their assets, and then there's you know hardware wallets like you guys make. So what? What makes hardware wallets different, unique, and probably the best choice when it comes to security? Oh yeah, of course. 
when it comes to like what Wayne just said, that from centralized exchange, they might have their own wallet, they might not. So that really depends on if you, when, when you create the uh, the account, is pretty way this way, it's, it might be easier for them to understand. Do they give you a, a set of private keys? Well, that that's that's C phrase actually. C phrase. Do they actually give you that? So you have control over that private key actually. At as a master key, right? And then, mm. but for a software wallet, yeah, they definitely mostly actually give you this a set of a C phrase, so a C phrase to generate private keys. But for us, how we wallet, the C phrase is generated from a secure element inside of the device, which is keep offline, mm. right? And it that C phrase never leaves the secure elements. You can see it when you, when, you, when you first set it up, and then you have to save the C phrase in order one day you want to use it as a master key to recover from well, any mm. unfortunate event, right? And then one of the things that a lot of people wouldn't understand is, well, how C phrase is generated, and then well, well, I have to be fair, honest with you when it comes to this one. If you generate that from, let's say, your mobile phone, and then I do not know where to keep the C phrase. Mm -hmm. So that's a problem, right? So if you use your mobile phone, let's say it's even locked on the uh, password management running on your phone, but the thing about your phone is constantly online, most of the people, mm -hmm. right? Smartphone. And then if you download something, or if you browse a website, you click on something, you don't know what's going to happen to your phone a lot of times too. So I think the best way to keep safe your uh, digital assets is actually to have a hardware wallet that actually has a secure elements. Secure element that hold on to your C phrase private key in there and it never goes out. Yeah, in that way, you verify your transaction on both your phone, on the computer, and the hardware wallet. That's probably the safest way to do that. Yeah, so it, keep, it keeps that, uh, you're right, so that, that seed phrase, that private key is kept offline, um, which, you know, prevents a lot of, lot of issues. I think with, with a lot of people too, when they set up mobile wallets, a lot of times they they don't really do what they should with the seed phrases in themselves, right? You always tell people, don't screenshot it, don't copy and paste it and put it into a Google document. Uh, and you know, some people still do that anyway. Um, and and that, that that's where the breaches happen because people don't realize it's not so much the device itself, right? The, the cryptocurrency is not actually stored in a wallet. Um, your wallet, you said it earlier, a master key, your wallet acts as a keychain that allows you to use the key to access and control what happens with that crypto. Um, all that crypto is stored on chain. It's the keys that you're controlling. And so you want to make sure you don't have your keys somewhere where someone can copy them and take them and easily access them. So hardware wallets are, are the key. I can tell you, man, the SecUX one, um, it's definitely been from the ease of setup and the ease of use, uh, one of the better ones. You know, I've had ledgers and trezors and Ellie pals and 
uh, even just the cold, like the cards, you know, the Arculus card and others. Uh, I get sent a lot of wallets to test out, and uh, the, I'm all about usability and and not just can I use it and do I like it, but what is a new if a new user goes to get this, are they going to be intimidated? I mean, I've got friends that have bought ledgers and treasures that they've still never opened the box and they bought them in 2017, 2018, right? It's, it's like they were just too intimidated to even take the next step to, to, to set them up. And it's a combination of being able, having to send it off of the exchange and then also trying to figure it out. And I think you've seen it. So let, let's jump into that, man, because, um, you know, most people don't tend to move their assets until something happens right there's a there's something happens that makes them panic a little and want to move it not everybody but most people right so did you guys see a big spike in, in demand after what happened last year between celsius and voyager and ftx uh with with those exchanges going down well it's a good question unfortunately we did <laughs> but the good thing is like uh for us you know from from SecuX, and we all have a hardware wallet of ourselves, and then I can, I can say, well, I can actually say that you know, none of us from SecuX was affected by the unfortunate events, you know, from uh, Celsius or Forager or even FTX, yeah, and um, I'm I'm sure that people, just like you said earlier, scared to set up the uh, hardware wallet, right? But for us, SecuX, we do not have access to any of your well, information from the device. So that means it's interesting. Well, if one day you lose your C phrase and you ask us, or even the government can ask us, like, can we recover their assets? I'll be very, very honest in telling like, we don't have assets to that, so we don't know. Yeah. Right. But like you said earlier, uh, they can do a test to send out, you know, small amount of Money, small amount of tokens to the hardware wallet is set up to see that from, you know, any exchange or any wallets mm -hmm. they have to test it out. And then with the crypto handle, that's going to be easier, even easier if both yeah. are compatible, right? Yeah, that's going to be even easier, more uh, human readable for anyone. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, centralized exchanges, if someone's a trader, they're probably going to have funds on an exchange, right? But even your your knowledgeable traders know that you only leave on an exchange what you're trading. If you're not actively trading something, then you should have it off of an exchange because they control the keys. And a centralized exchange, like what happened with FTX and Voyager and Celsius, it's unfortunate that it happened, but that's why people need to realize that cryptocurrency gives you the ability to 100% control the ownership of your assets. And then when you leave them on a centralized exchange, you're basically handing over your private keys to you've got to trust a third party. And some exchanges have done well with that trust and some, as we saw, have not. Um, you know, they violated that trust, used user funds, didn't have enough to cover uh, their withdrawals. And, and so things like that happen. Um, and I think that's what drove a lot of people that realize it probably knew they should have not been keeping their cryptocurrency on exchanges. So when you see that start to happen, especially a few in a row, people are like, oh, crap, I've really got to do something. So then that, that fear of loss at that point spawns them to take action and purchase a hardware wallet that didn't already have one and then utilize it if they do. Um, 
Yeah, that, that's the reason we've been thinking about that. We, as in secular, as we've been thinking about that, you know, what's the best time to, well, actually talk to people who just got into this space, right? We're thinking about, well, how actually people look into crypto investment if you see that as an investment or you see that as a, for example, like ET tokens, right? And then the, the best way so far, we think that is not when they have a hardware, like hot wallet, so software wallet. It's probably when they just look into this space, that's when we had to engage them and tell them what's the safest way to, uh, well, uh, take care of your digital assets yourself. That's how them to drive the uh, adoption and make sure our products decide as easy as possible for them to use. So that would uh, hold on to their assets themselves and then they, have, they can rebuild this trust if any unfortunate event happened to them before. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know it's kind of early, like at the time of this recording, we just happened this week, right? The SEC filed charges against uh, Binance and Coinbase. Um, that's a whole different debacle there. Uh, I've got my opinions on that one, but that obviously creates a little bit a little bit more of the fear around exchanges have, have you guys seen any kind of a additional increase in interest or web traffic or anything since then we do yeah we actually do and then i remember that uh coinbase is actually going everything on chain their goal is 2025 right if, if i remember correctly so i think that if they're doing that everything's on chain or the transactions or the assets on chain and then you actually have to take custody yourself they're pretty much giving out the same idea just like how wallet as well it's actually the foundation of uh, blockchain yeah so well for that and then it's still early to say that especially the first hearing from the uh financial community is next monday yeah <clears throat> excuse me yeah so we will get a get an idea early next week, Monday. Yeah, but it's good to see that, you know, um, well, Coinbase, not just Coinbase, and then, and then other people actually promote self-custody. So that's probably the right way we uh, practice blockchain. Yeah. And you know, it, it's it's funny because we've, we've, we've had conversations and, and business dealings with Binance and Coinbase. Um, we're not integrated in the Coinbase yet, but um, we've had a lot of conversations with, with people from both places and both of them are putting a lot of their resources, not into building out more in the centralized exchanges, building out more in the decentralized networks and infrastructure and stuff like that, where Coinbase, uh, the guy at Coinbase said their biggest focus was their, you know, the Coinbase wallet, which is a non-custodial wallet where the user controls their private keys uh, and making that thing super easy to use. Uh, and same thing with, with, with Binance, talking to Binance, their biggest focus has been on, on, on the decentralized chain. It's just centralized exchanges for now are just that on-ramp for people because you can easily, um, you can go in, verify your identity, and then you can uh, link a bank account or a credit card and start buying crypto if someone wanted to buy it. Uh, from those centralized exchanges. So that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, well, I think coming from that, you know, when it comes to a wallet, that's probably the entrance of everything in Web3. 
So you just mentioned on ramp wallet is off ramp, of course on ramp off ramp, right? If you if this wallet didn't, I believe nowadays like people think about like that's probably your digital identity, mm-hmm. wallet address or your crypto handle is your digital identity. Yeah. That's what we call a DID. And then if that's your entry and then entry point, and then that's if you want digital assets okay from your entry point that means that you should probably just get it from the wallet i think that's they they finally realized that the the easiest way is you know to create an account as in to create a wallet generate a c phrase and then you start buying uh cryptos well digital assets and that sense is probably understand how they probably users will understand you need c phrase you need to keep them safe c phrase is safe and then and then start buying or investing or looking to this technology or the uh, usability of everything on uh, on the blockchain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think uh, I think users, yeah, users have a ways to go, but that that's the way it really should be. Because you think about when a lot of centralized exchanges they pool users' funds all together. It's a centralized point where a lot of hackers try to attack. So. You have like what happened with FTX, where it could be like the someone inside the company that's misusing funds, or it could be just a hacker that knows that that exchange holds billions of dollars of crypto. So they're going to try, they're going to try to hack that exchange a lot quicker than they're going to try to hack individual wallets. So if each user learns how to take custody within their own wallet and not rely on an, on exchange to hold it, and, and we're even starting to see an emergence of some exchanges where they're centralized exchanges in terms of they provide liquidity uh, for trading and they provide the the digital infrastructure but you have to connect your wallet to trade so at the end of the day that user when they're done trading they don't have any funds on the exchange you know and and the exchange has less liability and risk because they're not holding users funds they don't yeah and then the other thing is, is that, you know, when they, when everything's on the blockchain and then for us, like users, we can see our fun goes because blockchain is all about tra- transparency, right? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's prevent anyone else to move our funds around. That's yeah. probably the safest way too. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, now, what are you guys seeing as far as uh, with with hardware wallet sales? Are you seeing um, certain regions or countries um, jumping on board quick, more like faster with hardware wallets than others? I mean, not specific countries you have to name, but just in general, are there certain parts of the world that you're seeing are really jumping into this more than others? Well, we do see some newcomers. Oh. Excuse me. We do see some newcomers from uh, Asia actually a lot, and then the ad- adoption rate is faster than we expected. I think that's a good thing. And then, especially, while well, they actually coming from you know a perspective to have a Huawei wallet first. Okay. Yeah, and that's very good. interesting. So when they uh, you know before they buy a Huawei wallet, they ask a lot of questions to make sure you know what they know and what's really happening in this space are correct 
Yeah, and sometimes, well, we produce articles to make sure you know uh, they understand what blockchain is, how to uh, how to make a transaction properly, and then we just realized that some articles you see on the website are not necessarily correct. Well, because I'm not saying at, at that point they wrote that was incorrect. I'm just saying that you know for the past. Well, even just last year, you know, Ethereum moved from you know proof of stake, to, I'm sorry, proof of uh, proof of work to proof of stake. That changed a lot of things too. Then how people can stake uh, Ethereum, right? So coming from that perspective, and then make sure information you get is uh, correct, and then you just have to get it from a reliable source, and then that's the latest information. Yeah. Absolutely. You mentioned staking. I love staking options from within hardware wallets and you guys allow, I know for sure, um, FIO tokens can be staked uh, directly from their sec from your SecuX hardware wallet. Um, and I think people don't realize that. They think they have to go through centralized exchanges for staking. And I know uh, coins like FIO, uh, Tezos, and I'm sure there's some others that allow you to stake uh, where you can keep the assets securely you know, the, the private keys to those assets, at least securely in your wallet. Um, do you see a lot of, do you guys see a lot of interest in people um, wanting to stake from uh, using, you know, you know, get a SecuX hardware wallet and then stake some assets from there? Well, it's a very good question. I think most of the uh, users, when it comes to, well, when they don't move their money around, the first choice they go to is actually staking. Mm -hmm. We do see that, and then for different blockchains, they have what well, different mechanics, if I should say it. And then, uh -huh. yeah, but for with feel, yeah, we support nakedly staking. That means that you you're finding a wallet. If you want to go staking, that it goes to the blockchain to fund the blockchain actually. And then how it control is by the smart contract. So there's no no human being there to move your uh, funds around. I think that's probably, and that's totally transparent to you and to anyone. Well, any well, but they wouldn't know that's you because that's how it is, right? So totally transparent to you, and you see uh, how it is. You you do that from your hardware wallet. It's probably the safest way to do that too. And then yeah, we do see a lot of that. Awesome. Yeah, first choice is yeah, yeah. That's why I always challenge people to learn more about staking because staking is a word that's kind of used um, a lot of times when it shouldn't. Because certain times people think they're staking assets and they're really just depositing it into a platform, and that platform's using those funds elsewhere uh, versus and then paying them a, a percentage back versus true like staking in a proof of stake environment where you have like ETH or Tezos or FIO or anything, anyone else that's proof of stake to where you can actually stake those tokens, participate in governance and earn a reward from the on-chain activity. Yeah, definitely. I, I do see a lot of that. Yeah. Awesome, Danny. So, you know, as we wrap up, man, I definitely want to get everybody to learn more about uh, SecUX. So tell them where they can find more information about, about SecUX and follow you guys. Oh yeah, please go to our official website, secuxtech.com, on our Twitter, secuxwallet. Yeah, you see, uh, we currently have a blue check 
Yeah, but I think soon enough we will upgrade it to uh, the yellow check. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's necessary these days, right? So many fake accounts out there. You've got to have yeah. the, the check verification. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So make sure to follow these guys. Let's look at what they're doing. Um, hardware wallets are necessity in the future, uh, and really now. I mean, I say in the future because I think of mass adoption, more people coming into crypto, and we want to make sure those people learn about true self custody, the best place to store their assets. And uh, for me, I don't know, Danny, if how you explain it to people, but for me, yeah, I use centralized exchanges because I trade some, right? So that's why I use that for that. Um, hot wallets like your mobile wallets on your phone um, I use those but I keep a little bit of money on there right just things I would do normal day-to-day -day, MetaMask keep a little bit of ETH and a few other things just to um, just to be able to have do transactions and then the bulk the majority is what you keep in cold storage on hardware wallets uh, like SecuX uh, because the comparison like if I had tens of thousands of dollars for say like physical money I wouldn't put all that in my physical wallet and keep it in my back pocket and walk around, right? I'd keep a little bit to spend and keep the rest in the safe at home. And that's that's kind of how I explain wallet structures to people. Like, I don't like to keep a lot of money in the bank, so I keep a little bit of money in the bank that I need to use. Uh, in my physical wallet, I keep a little bit of money I like to spend. So same thing with my mobile hot wallet. I keep a little bit of crypto in there that, to, that I can utilize. And then the bulk of it is at home and you know in the safe in the vault i guess you could say well you, you can say that well when it comes to that maybe you can think of that as a your bank account well for example okay for well i know like maybe 10 years ago or even 20 years ago we still write a check so that's where mm -hmm. we have a checking account and then when we don't but most of the money is still in our saving account well, think about saving account if today you can actually take control of your saving account mm. and then you actually yeah yeah sell custody that that's going to be your hallway wallet you're not going to walk around with your saving account right you probably walk, right like walk around your yeah your debit card that's go that goes to your uh, checking account that that's not even go to your saving account right yeah that, that yeah 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 that's a good description too Awesome, Danny. Well, thanks again for joining us today, man. It's been a pleasure. Everybody, make sure to follow SecuX. Uh, check out their website as well. Take a look at what they have. Um, everybody's going to be using digital assets here soon. So go ahead. I'd say bite the bullet. Order you a hardware wallet. Get one that's easy to use. If you can use a cell phone, you can use a SecuX wallet, right? So get that. Exactly, check yeah. it out. Uh, Danny, thanks again for joining us today, man. Well, thank you for having me, Wayne. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care. We'll see you all in the next episode. See you.